It's the Zaya Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Zaya Show. Today, I am here with the legendary, stunning, iconic. If you're watching it, definitely look at the video on YouTube. Kevin Kazar. <laughs> Hi, Kevin Kazar. Hi. How are you? Doing good. You? Good. Yeah. That's good to hear. All right. So I love the earrings, number one. If you're watching on YouTube, which you show, totally should, it's Lollipop. So can you give me a little background of how we found this and where I can buy some? uh well i got these at hot topic honestly i get a bunch of just cheap little earrings either online or at a random store so okay you could probably find them online just search yeah. a lot of earring yeah it's an aesthetic because i really i kind of went back to because i used to have like flowers sun all that and then i was like let me go basic a little i don't know why but it makes a boring outfit good just wearing cool earrings exactly earrings for the motion and then as well we got the pride flag in the back which i stand mine's a little bit plain looking like i'm kim kardashian right now but <laughs> so first thing i want to ask is how are you i'm good yeah i uh my nose might sound a little congested but i really feel good i was sick like a week ago okay how are you I'm doing good. So I know we just got away from 2023. It was a good year for me. A lot of things happened. But how was 2023 for you? Uh, it was honestly really exciting. Okay. Um, I felt like it was a big change in a lot of ways, like when it comes to business, when it comes mm -hmm. to friends, like out with the old, in with the new. Right. I, I feel like if I could sum it up, out with the old, in with the new is the way to put it. Okay, period. Because I feel that too, especially graduating and now I'm in my own place and then I got it right before the end of the year. I was like, oh, this is a good year. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, But definitely thank you for coming on. I really wanted to have you on because when I saw your Instagram, but I also like to read about people in general on Instagram. I'm still that person. And I saw you did a lot of things that you have. You love the full life already you live in a full life already and there were certain things that I really connected with with you so I graduated with marketing and so when I graduated from college like in May I thought like oh yes I want to be a social media girly work with the iconics thought it was going to work didn't happen I ended up going to sales <laughs> so when you would talk about your experience with sales I'm like I definitely understand him like I give it so how does it feel how did it feel really going from a job where it was like, okay, so heavy on analytics and focus to now going into more connecting with people and really healing people? Like, yeah. Well, first off, I love that you did the full homework. I don't even know where I posted all that, but you know it all. Instagram about me, per. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for me, I, I have the same birthday as Oprah, so I love her. So that's very Oprah. You know, she knows everything about who she's talking to. Exactly. I love um, her. But yeah, so when I graduated a while ago, I had a sales job and I hated it. Uh, it just felt like I was selling payroll. So I was selling something that I didn't care about. So now working with a community I care about and helping them be their best self, mm -hmm. it just feels more fulfilling. Like it feels not like work. It feels like things I do on the day to day with friends or with strangers or whatever. I love having these kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. So it just feels not draining. That's a good way to say, it. especially as people that probably like sales, why sales? Y'all get money, girl. 
if you know what I had to do for the interview process, I didn't get a job in sales. I just did the interviews and I was drained already. And yeah. it was to do presentations, already start working. I'm like, so do I got the job? Do I not got the job? But thank God uh, I didn't take those jobs. Um, I talk about it later on in the podcast through this season because that's a whole different story. But I'm working with college students now, with high school students. Oh, that's good. Them to college. So it's kind of more like connecting. So I definitely feel the energy like, okay, connecting. Then as well with education, I saw you was an elementary teacher. So was you an elementary teacher in the 2020, uh, like what year? Yeah, so it was in the recent years. I actually finished this past June. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then I just did full-time life coaching after that. And honestly, I mean, my goal is to like not work you know so teaching this is a I'm gonna say this about every job I had but I hated it right and I don't hate life coaching though um but it was just really tough because I felt more like a jail warden than a teacher Mm. it was after 2020 so maybe it's because these kids were missing some years of school and the socialization but I was in a third grade classroom with eight-year-olds breaking up fights in the middle oh. of class i'm not talking about recess i'm talking about in the class. middle of class breaking up fist fights it was a school in hollywood like very low-income area right. but a part of me wonders like even if it wasn't this area just how are kids nowadays with like I don't know all this stuff. I don't want kids myself, so <laughs> I sound a little harsh on kids. But it's not harsh. It's not harsh, honey. Yeah, it's not. because I okay, because I was like, oh my gosh, I really like kids because I was an assistant director for like a theater camp, and so I was like, oh, I love the little kids, you know, because when they do something that they like, they're real sweet with you. When I became uh, start working and talking to high school students, I'm like okay we're back in this again I thought I'll be since I'm young I'm gonna catch on I was like what are these words and slings now I don't know what you're talking about now and I'm 23 so it's a whole different Gen Z uh, situation but honestly overall I think what the main thing that I really took away from your story is even though you had jobs and I know personally like when you're working and you're not doing something that you're passionate about you get drained you feel depressed you feel upset about life you think and then it starts affecting your different other aspects of life like okay if I can't get this job then why do I deserve this relationship or if I can't get this job why do I deserve this apartment so I really want to know what was the turning point for you to really say you know what fuck everything I'm going to life coach doing it my way deuces y'all yeah you know it's always good to look at the bright side of things Mm -hmm. and truthfully a hundred percent if I wasn't a teacher and if I didn't hate that job so much I wouldn't have really made the push to get my life coaching started Mm -hmm. because I had this idea for a while and I was doing some things here and there but it really wasn't until I just was really starting to hate teaching. Like I was breaking up a lot of fights. It was like a weekly thing. That's when I started to be like, okay, now I want to get it started. So social media was really the big push. I -hmm. never really used it before, (laughs) but posting on there every single day at the start of last year. And then it really set off, Mm -hmm. set off so much that I could, you know, do it just full time. And yeah but yeah really that was it I mean I had the idea like I said but of course having an idea there's so much from point a to point z exactly and um yeah I think if someone is unhappy in something in their life 
it's not going to change unless they do the hard work. Exactly. And the hard work will be hard at the start, but it'll be worth it later. Exactly. For so for like all, almost everything you could think of that applies. Exactly. And I really learned that lesson a lot last year and taking it into 2024. I'm so happy that I didn't have to learn it five years after post-grad, 10 years even. But when I was going for the sales job interviews and I'm slowly changing my hair and I'm slowly dressing more straight and I'm giving up different personalities that I used to do and that I'm comfortable with and saying, yeah, I'm totally fine with your views just for a paycheck. That's when I knew like, okay, I need to get back to finding myself. And so I really think people, especially people that are already insecure about themselves are so quick to make changes to get some type of dopamine from whatever they want. And so really uh, what was a turning point for me was honestly, I was laying in the bed and I, I had the bed on the floor. See, I laid on the floor, girl. And I was like in my mom's house, I'm like, okay, I'm miserable. I'm not doing what I want. Yes, I got a relationship. Yes, I got good friends, but it's not, that's just not enough for me. I want to be career driven. My podcast, I was like, I'm not creative right now. I got blockage. I'm feeling sad, even though I'm happy. I don't understand. <laughs> and really the turning point for me was when I literally had to sit down and I kid you not because you just said it, but I had to watch Oprah. I literally had to watch Oprah. I had to watch RuPaul Drag Race. I had to watch stuff, not only to get back into what really made me, but also it really helped me remember who I am and why I love working with LGBTQ so much and why I want to work with people just in general. So yeah. it did it, it slowly changed from okay, about a paycheck to now it's okay. It's about what my life purpose is for me. So yeah knowing that I want to work with people. And I really was like, okay, if I'm coming back with the podcast, I want to sit down, find new people. I don't want to interview the same people. I want to find different people, different backgrounds, start getting the conversation going, especially with LGBTQ. And I live in New Orleans, so it's a perfect place to talk about LGBTQ. Um, but overall, that's when everything started turning around and then get into apartment. I was like, okay, I'm powerful, bitch. So yeah. really, 2024, I made promises. Like I'm going to release an episode each week. Um, in hopes to become a podcast host and a podcast producer and manager just for yeah well you are a podcast host you exactly. know so I feel like everyone I talk to says they want to start a podcast mm -hmm. you know but you did that you actually yeah. did that exactly and the funny part is I started during COVID 2020 so four yeah. years officially woohoo now <laughs> talking about starting things and our personal experiences what advice would you give to just like a gay young boy in high school, going through high school, <sighs> terrible. Um, and just like, I don't feel proud of myself and they don't think they could achieve anything or they not dreaming. So what advice would you give them? Well, you know, I think it's so, I'm so glad that Gen Z now, it seems like they come out a lot sooner. True. And I'm guessing if someone's in high school, maybe they're out regardless it okay this is my advice to the people that are out if you're out of the closet in high school make community make friends that are queer mm -hmm. and I think that is a really good way to feel good you know even if you don't have a job or whatever 16 year olds probably aren't getting that but if you make close friends then right. you could reduce the shame you could also just have fun in your life and you could feel like less of an outsider Exactly. If someone is not out of the closet, then I think they should just, I guess, lean into the parts of them that they do like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think 
being in the closet, it's always going to weigh down on them. So if they could find some way to feel comfortable with that, it would probably help them. But if that is too scary, just lean into the things that they like, even if it's things that people might not approve of, like playing Princess Peach or right. whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they like football. Maybe they're into these super masculine things, whatever it is. If someone's not out in high school, I guess just lean into the things that you are into. And eventually, maybe you'll just have an epiphany that you'll come out. Maybe you'll, I don't know what'll make you come out, but. Yeah, because I know in high school for me, especially going back to high schools and talking with students, and when they'll ask me like, oh, do your school have LGBTQ resources? And I'm like, yes, I finally get to talk about this with high school students, because back when I was in high school, it was so taboo. You wouldn't yeah. talk about that. Um, but definitely for me in high school, I was in a closet. But the main thing that made me come out, because I always thought that I wouldn't come out officially, but it really was my boyfriend <laughs> that made me come Well he didn't make me come out but it was a situation like okay we're dating he's a good guy he's not messing me over okay I'm graduating I see a future with him um why I'm holding back and so I talked to my mom she was like oh I been knew you was gay I was just waiting for you to tell me <laughs> and I was like so I had all this stress in my head and I was like but you, but you were homophobic you say you didn't like gay and she's like honey I changed my ways as soon as I realized you were and you wasn't going to change with your bleach blonde hair, I had to learn and look into myself. I was like, mother, well, I'm so appreciative that you did that. <laughs> but she still has certain views. And I was like, okay, mom, well, at least you, okay. And she met my boyfriend, they talked, they kiki, all that good stuff. So really the epiphany sometimes might be a surprise to you, but I didn't imagine it. So definitely for people that not out, it always get better. And I'm not just saying that because I want, I'm in a good space. No, I, would, I, I said that to, to my counselor before like yeah it's get better i i came out also because there was a guy i had a crush on and he oh. he was flirting with me nothing ever happened between he and i but that was the push i wanted yeah so for people who aren't out too maybe if you come out people will approach you people exactly. that you've been looking at have been wanting to they just think maybe mm -hmm. you're not open so exactly and another thing is my birthday was just this past week um shut up um, yeah, and I went to, yeah thank you and I went to Target Super Target to be exact with my boyfriend and I was getting my free Starbucks drink as always and a guy was just looking at me and I was like okay maybe you know but I got a boyfriend so I was holding on to my boyfriend a bit more and the thing is when we got our drinks he, and I said thank you and he heard my voice and he's like wait you're the guy with the podcast oh my oh, wow and I was like oh my birth wait I was like wait wait and my boyfriend's like what and I was like, <laughs> wait, and all the and all the mothers with their Stanley Cubs just looking at me. I'm like, ah, this yeah. is weird. So really getting to hear those things, especially people. And I obviously could tell he was part of the LGBTQ community because he it looked like he wanted to ask something, but it was like it wasn't a time. So seeing those things and getting comments from young Gen Z, I was like, wow, I talked to young Gen Z still. Okay, cool. I mm -hmm. got it. Um, so switching segments over to what we're just interested in, because, you know, all of us, especially in the LGBTQ community, has different interests. So I just want to know what Kevin likes to do on his time off where he's not helping people. What is he doing? Uh, honestly, I spend a lot of time on my own. Uh, just like at home kind of doing basic things like exercise meal prep or whatnot and if I'm not on my own which like I said I really do that a lot I'll just hang out with friends and usually when I hang out with friends we're like sitting at their place 
we'll put a movie on in the background and just like talk the whole time right um i do go to bars and i go out here and there but most of the time it's really just hanging out with a friend especially really close friends yeah we'll sit around and hang out because we don't need to buy food to hang out we don't need to buy a drink to hang out we could just literally say hey can i come over i'm five minutes away and then <laughs> we'll just talk literally me that is literally because i'm like even though i'm 23 i'm like okay the club's not clubbing even like because we did have like a we don't have like a gay club like in where i live like a specific like area where all the lgbt people could go to um they got rid of it yay straights um so after that i was like girl let's just hang out in my place get i got my wax candle on we got the wine glasses you bring the wine and i got the couch and the rug where you could lay on for some people yeah. i like to lay on the rug more than sell my own couch um i'm one of those but definitely checking it out relaxing all that good stuff too um but as well another thing that i found interesting about your story as well because i do my homework like oprah iconic um you did i feel like also i'm talking to myself a little kevin which is really cool as well you also i love that I do uh, it when I'm home alone. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like you have, uh, like you definitely had an experience uh, in porn that I definitely want to touch on. So do you want to tell us just like about like how your relationship with porn uh, was and how it is currently? Yeah. So I would definitely say I'm addicted to porn and I actually go to sex and porn addicts anonymous, mostly okay. for the porn aspect. Okay. Um, but For me, I don't know how many guys would consider themselves addicted. I'm not going to impose it on anyone, but I think a lot more people are addicted to it than maybe they're aware of or maybe they'd like to admit. Yeah. So for me, my main problem is just how much time I spend on it. Some days, especially if I have no plans, I might spend like eight or 10 hours just searching for the perfect video, mm-hmm. not finding it, all this. Mm-hmm. I'm not even pleasuring myself the whole time. A lot of it is really just sucking the time away. Right. Because that could be eight hours of, oh, I should be doing this. I should be working out. I should be doing this. Or I could just, with a blink of an eye, eight hours flies by, you know? exactly. So honestly when I started to make an intention to watch less of it that's when my life really started to change that's when I started to feel more confident I started to actually stick to exercise habits I started to feel like I guess more in control of my life I started my life coaching business and yeah it it was really it was a little drop that did a lot of change and I'll admit after more than three years of trying I still haven't like conquered it right you know I still watch it here and there but there's definitely huge amounts of progress compared to before Mm -hmm. so I I would definitely I think it's more of a problem in people's lives than they think and I have seen how much has changed in me internally and externally so Right. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought that up. I 
I think a lot of people struggle with it. And I think people should be more open to talking about it. Exactly. Because definitely for me, and I feel like I really don't talk. Well, I feel like I don't talk about it because it's like, it's so much more like, yes, girl, you got to watch porn. Like, that's how you're going to know the moves to do with your man. And that's how you know what you like and explore and sexual liberation and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I mean, okay, like I normally watch porn, like, okay, I'm 23. So I watch porn, of course. Um, but the thing was, it got to the point, and I will never forget, where I literally saw a shirtless picture of a guy on, no, who was it? I, I, it was literally, um, I don't know who was who it was. I, no, Michael B. Jordan. And when I tell you, I don't know what that does to me, but it just turned me on. And then every single time, whenever I see a thirst trap, it's like the brain goes into like, oh, Twitter. Yeah. Now it's called X, so it's really just giving me the vibes. Then also yeah. <laughs> every single piece of pie, and I'm like, hmm, I'm not gonna pay for this, but I watch the teasers, <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden it goes to X videos, and then Pornhub. Well, you gotta be verified for that now, even though I'm of age. I'm like, I'm not gonna give my information. I'm not that crazy. Um, but it got to that point where I was literally wasting time. Not only wasting time, but also. I was looking at unrealistic bodies and I would get insecure. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have had that. And so really some things I would watch, it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I was that. I wish I had a uh, bigger arms. Even though I got a big butt, I'm like, okay, I don't want to just be the bottom. I want to be a verse. So it's like, I was just all over the place. And so I'm working on it now because it's very, me and my boyfriend, we talk about it, about like how we can help each other. So we're doing a no masturbation challenge. <laughs> we are trying. <laughs> so definitely, I think it's something that you should talk about with your partner. I mean, it's not breaking the sexual attraction from us. It's just that I'm just wasting more time when I could just be like, okay, let me save up all my energy and then just mm -hmm. give it all to one person. Or I could just be like, hey, <laughs> I don't have to watch it 24-7. I could just be sleeping which i need to be doing sleeping um but yeah. the other thing is with sex as well with porn as well is that that time i watch a porn i could be working out to get the body so it's like i'm thirsting over this man and i want to be this man why don't i just go do what this man is doing that's mm -hmm. how i got to see it so i'm working on it that's one of my new year's resolutions stop watching porn um as much i know it's not gonna be realistic to stop cold turkey because that's gonna cross crazy things <laughs> just arrogance meanness because i also found like whenever i got like agitated it's because i didn't watch porn or if i yeah. didn't just masturbate in like a few days so if i'm like okay i'm getting agitated my boyfriend's like are you hungry and i was like i wish i was hungry but no i'm horny <laughs> yeah. so it's like that's when we had to start like okay this is getting a problem so check 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 yourself baby so definitely if you got a partner out there i think it's really good to talk with your partner if you don't you got a girlfriend or a bestie god know i'm like oh, well, i don't want to tell my girlfriends because i don't think they can relate maybe you never know they might just be the ones to help you support and help you live up to that uh expectation of yourself so definitely something i want to tell people and overall i think just don't make it so taboo yeah and yeah you mentioned a lot of things i guess right in reverse order I mean, I have some really open girlfriends and a few of them really do resonate with it. Mm -hmm. whole porn thing. But you really mentioned a lot of good things. The comparison that happens and we don't even know. A lot of guys in porn are doing steroids. They're taking enhancements. Maybe there's right. filters. So you comparing your arms to them, unless you plan on doing steroids, it's no, not a you. realistic comparison. Exactly. And 
also, just like you said, too, that's something that happens to me as well. You really said a lot of good things. Sometimes when I'm really down in it, when I'm really like watching a lot, Mm -hmm. the moment I see any hot guy, I do exactly what you do. I start to be like, oh, I have to act on it now. I have to go in the corner, open up Twitter or X or whatever, and I have to search more pictures. I can't just see a hot guy and move on with my life. I have to suddenly spiral down. And that really is, it's this weird thing because it it's like, it's so easy for me to break away from other vices, right? I guess you might say. But for that. It's like, I don't um, know, what is it? And I guess also, because I really have to go back and look at how I was younger because I was in a closet. So the only way that I saw LGBTQ or gay representation was through porn. I mean, I was 13 and it was 2012. I don't, I mean, RuPaul Drag was there, but it wasn't like prominent as it is now. So accessible. And then TikTok wasn't there. YouTube was the only thing there. So it was like either you watch gay couples on their daily lives. Vlog. I don't even think vlogs was a thing at that point, but it was like porn was the main thing that was just accessible. Not really a lot of uh, gay artists for my generation that could speak on us at that time. Uh, Troy Savon didn't really come out until like 2016. 15, 16, Ariana Grande, she was still cat. So it was like, I don't got no representation. So it's like, how I'm going to find more about myself, watch movies. And then all of a sudden, those gay movies, I remember I watched uh, Eating Out. That was my first gay film and seeing so much sex. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this like what we really do in this community? And obviously, we do that in a community. But being so young and impressionable, I just realized, okay, porn was the introduction to gay. So anytime I felt insecure, I would watch porn. Even mm-hmm. as a thirteen year old, didn't know what the hell it was, but I was watching gay men, and my mom caught me, and so after that, I became real sneaky because I was like, "Ooh, got grounded, got computer taken away for six months. Now I'm gonna become real sneaky, and I'm not yeah. gonna." So then I got real sneaky with it, made a whole different account. It was crazy. Then I started spiraling to the point where it's like, "Okay, I'm not a grinder." I mean, I wasn't one of those youngsters that was on grinder at such a young age, but then it slowly. God, I, say, I would never do that. I end up doing that because it was like, oh, porn influence. And then it was like, oh, I could do that same scenario. No, you can't, boo. You underage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you don't realize how much something is influencing you until you're stuck in that situation. And thank God I wasn't in a bad situation because I went with my fear and saying, OK, I can't do this for real because I'm too scared of HIV and AIDS. And my mom kept straight because she was a nurse. So I was like, everything she said is true. I don't know what she's talking about, but it's true. So thank God I never acted on those things. But however, porn really did have a big influence in me developing until later 2010s where we start seeing more representation and more shows like Pose and uh, now we got red, the Royals red and blue and all those things. And RuPaul's always more popping. And we got TikTok where you can see people like you that are gay in their day-to-day life. Now, if me seeing that at 13, I probably would have went a different route. But th- shout out to porn. Thank you for teaching me some moves. But <laughs> it became a problem. So definitely something that we should talk about as a community overall. So that's yeah. my take on it. Yeah, you, you, once again, you bring up a lot of good stuff that I think a lot of people could relate to. Mm-hmm. And I think porn is more normalized now when really... I think it it shouldn't be considered that normal for people to watch it all the time, and especially for guys in their 20s to have problems in the bedroom yeah. or to have problems like 
I don't know, finishing off. Right. To exactly. me, I'm like, unless you're in your 40, like late 40s, that should not be happening. Oh, I don't and have that problem. I didn't get that problem. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and a lot of my friends, or a lot of people I said, not my close, close friends, but yeah, people I talk to, because I'm not trying to out anyone, it's very, very common that guys around mm -hmm. West Hollywood will say things like, oh, I need this or else I can't finish off. Oh, I have to use my hand to do this. Or, oh, I yeah. never... I never get fully into it. I never get fully hard, you know? And to right. me, I'm like, I'm like that. If you're 20 something, how do you, even if all your friends are doing that, that's, it's a problem. It's a yeah. physical problem. It's a whole problem, but yeah, that's crazy. So definitely we're going to have to do part two for this, <laughs> for porn. And I'm going to bring some numbers and some babies on well, not, not babies, <laughs> but like people, I feel like just want love to talk with you and just like here. So who knows? We could definitely do that. But um, we're about to wrap up this beautiful interview. Very beautiful conversation. I enjoy you, Kevin, so much. Um, but do you have anything you want to tell Zayfam before we depart? Um, hmm, I don't know. Well, I enjoy talking to you a lot. This is so fun. Thank you. Of course. And I love how open you are. I love how open you are. And I love how you're really into what you do and um i guess to sell tell the zay fam i would say like queer community is to me everything so i think more than a boyfriend more than someone to hook up with make sure you have like a good foundation of friends if you have a boyfriend mm -hmm. if you have all that great but make sure you also have friends because i think that all these people looking for a boyfriend mm -hmm. it who knows how long that's going to last For so real. find that community and your life will change exactly and also finding self-worth within yourself and finding hobbies i know it's easy they probably think like oh my gosh isaiah think he's this and that bitch because he graduated and shit this season no i'm still trying to figure out what i like to do and i know for sure like some hobbies i changed because i used to love doing heavy makeup on the early season i was do like uh glitter eyes and everything like rupaul drag raids competition mm. but now i'm chill and i'm just like okay i want my skin to glow and i don't want to put on makeup every single day so you always evolve and you're always discovering new things about yourself but zay fam thank you so much if you got to the very end you listened to a beautiful conversation you got to learn more about me and kevin so hey listen if you're watching us on youtube you got to see our beautiful faces and yes we are cute um but you don't have to go to twitter for that um and also if you want to listen to any more episodes from this season saying damn i'm doing the damn thing be sure to check out zaya the zaya show on all streaming platforms spotify apple and youtube yes girl i'm on youtube as well so thank you so much for listening to the zaya show and i'll see you next week bye bye mm -hmm.